the subject on tonight, Lord deliver me. Lord, deliver me. You have to take that message personal and ask God to deliver you. Deliver provides something promised or expected. It's to set free and lead us not into temptation. It is to take and hand over to or leave for another. Delivery is to ransom, reclaim, redeem, rescue, and to save. We are people that need God to deliver us from one thing or another. Songwriter said, Lord, deliver me because all I do is hurt me. What a true statement. The most person that hurts us is our own self. God mainly has to deliver us from ourselves in order to reform and make us over. If God don't step in, we will self-destruct. Amen. So God has to step in and bring us deliverance. So it's a sure thing that every saint of God ought to be asking God for deliverance. Because we ain't made it there yet. Amen. So if God don't step in guess what? We're going to fizzle out. Because then we're going to start relying on our own strength. And our own strength is what got us in the mess in the first place. God must deliver us from bad attitudes. Or we will never know how to think positive about the things of God and ourselves. You know, when you got a bad attitude, everything you think about. Is bad. Amen. Nothing positive about it at all. If so and so, so and so says something to me today, <laughs> you can picture yourself what you're going to do. Bad attitude. God must deliver us from bad habits, which are many various ones. Stored up in our life. We haven't got rid of all of them. 
Sometimes they come back to your mind and tell you to come on back home. Amen. Letting you know that we still need deliverance from God. Amen. They're stored up in our life until we really let go and let God, a life of stress will continue to overtake us. You know, when you get to re uh, 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 reflecting back and entertaining where you've been, not where you're going, and it creates uh, a bad taste in your mouth, the next thing you know, you get stressed out. Amen. You get stressed out over a little bit of nothing. Amen. Amen. When you should be farther up the road in God. It takes God and only God to deliver us out of the hands of our enemy. But it takes you to want God to deliver you from yourself. Lord, did y'all get that one? Amen. God chose to deliver you out of the hands of the enemy. But you got to choose God for God to deliver you from yourself. Amen. Uh, some folks don't believe they need deliverance from lying, but they lie all the time. Come on, somebody. You need deliverance. You need God and no more tell God to tie a knot in my tongue, Lord, that I sin not with it. Come on now. But we think that's a small thing. Do we not know that the Bible says it is the little foxes that spoils the vine? It's that little stuff you don't pay attention to that gets in you that keep you from going to glory. Amen. So guess what? That means we have to watch what we say. Uh-oh, another ball I'm finna throw. Even in our testifying. Because some of you can turn testifying into test of line. Most of the time, we are our worst enemy. Trying to hold on to what God is trying to free us from. We can be our worst enemies. Amen. Because if you constantly think about where you came from, you're going to start wanting to taste it again. Come on, somebody. Next thing you know, you're going to be trying to find out is it spoiled yet. We must come to the understanding that our enemy feeds off of our weaknesses. Do you not know the devil know what you was weak about you? And he going to feed off of your weakness to try you to stumble and fall or either go back where you came from. While using them against you, that's why we must watch and be careful. What you give your mind over to, 
it may add to your weakness in bringing on stress and depression. Oh, your weakness sometimes will make you not forgive your own self. Because you'll dwell on it. God done forgave you, but you keep letting your mind go back to it. So guess what? Then you don't forgive yourself. Then it brings on stress and sometimes depression. Now you got to pop pills. <laughs> don't help the devil strengthen the things in you that God has come to destroy. It's time to cry out to God for deliverance. For the secret things hidden inside of you. Are they in there? Amen. It is some secret things hidden inside of you that God don't like. And he come to deliver you from what he don't like. The Bible tells us to be angry, but sin not. If your anger is driving you to sin, you still need some deliverance. Come on, somebody. I can, I can get mad or angry at you for doing me wrong, but I don't have to retaliate behind it. Huh? I can simply just say, I'm going to pray for you. Come on, somebody. There are things in our life that the Bible calls them little foxes that destroy your vine. If your vine get destroyed, you can't grow nothing on it. If your vine get destroyed, you can't produce the fruits of the Spirit. Everything that we don't think much of Yet they are destroying your closer walk with God. And we don't pay that no attention that we destroys the thing that is most important to us. And that is a closer walk with God. Come on, somebody. The same little foxes may very well keep you out of heaven. And the presence of God. It's time to seek deliverance from God of your foxes this year. Don't try to put it off the next year. I'm going to do it later. Later might not come. Come on now. It's, one that's, it's, it's bad if a saint of God died needing deliverance. Lord, have mercy. If you die, then deliverance can't come your way. He ain't going to deliver you from the grave. He got to deliver it from you, from it, whatever that fox is, while you live. Amen. Too many things in our flesh that we don't pay close attention to, that we don't think that's an issue. If the word of God speak against it, it's an issue. Come on, somebody. God came to prepare us for glory. The whole purpose of the word of God is to prepare us 
for glory. And in that preparation, there are some things we have to put on and there's a whole lot of things we have to put off. Amen. Go to Psalms chapter 39. Psalm 39 verses 1 through 4. What does it say? I said I would take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked. You got to watch what you say in front of folks. Because it might come back and bite you. Huh? And here is David saying, I must take heed to my ways. Come on now. We only watch the ways of others and not our own ways. David resolved not to sin with his tongue. That is, he decided not to complain to other people about God's treatment of him. David certainly had reason to complain, but we all have complaints about our job. We have complaints about our money. We have complaints about our situation. But complaining before others make matters worse. Come on, somebody. Complaining before others may make them think that God cannot take care of you. That your problems is insignificant. It may also look as if we blame God for our troubles. Come on now. Life is short no matter how long you live or how long you don't live. So don't put off what you should be doing to please God. Stop putting God on the back burner. Or don't stop putting him on your tomorrow list. David said in verse 2, I was dumb with silence. I held my peace even from good. And my soul was stirred. My heart was hot within me. While I was muzzling the fire burned. Then spake I with, look here. Y'all know that sometimes y'all can be burning. Huh? You and I too can get to a point that we can be uh, uh, dynamite on a short fuse. Come on, somebody. And if the Holy Ghost don't step in and stop us, we're going to blow up. Anybody been there? <laughs> he said, then I spake with my tongue. But look what he did. He said, and you know what he said? I had to study, James. Huh? 
I had to commune with my heart. And then he said in verse 4, Lord, make me to know my end. You got to know you. God, help me to know me, Jane. And the measure of my days, what it is that I may know how frail I Lord have mercy. Better stop thinking you so strong. Huh? You better start doing more communing with God so you can know where you are. And you can know what help God need to give you. Come on, somebody. Help me to know the measures of my days, Lord, because you ain't here forever. Come on, somebody. God, deliver me speedily because I don't know what tomorrow going to bring. Come on, somebody. Well, let us venture a little bit further to what the scriptures say. Let's go to Romans chapter 7. Romans 7, starting at verse 14, am I right? Let's read that please. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, soul. You've got a sin for nature. Your nature is prompt to sin at any given time. Sin tastes good to your flesh. You're not spiritual 24-7. Come on, somebody. You might claim you are, but you're not spiritual 24-7. Amen. So then, that's why you have to know how frail you are. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Come on now. 15 verse says, for that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that... Oh, you've been now trapped up in sin. Knowing it wrong, but because it tastes good to your flesh, you went ahead on anyway. <laughs> I get it straight later. <laughs> what if later never came? And you was caught out there. Caught on the highway to sin. Wow. You said you weren't going to do it, but you did it. You acknowledged the fact that it was wrong to do, but you went ahead on and done it anyway. Because that that you hated to do, your flesh told you to do it anyhow. Am I right? 16 verse says, And then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Because the law said, Thou shalt not. So therefore, if you do what the law said, Thou shalt not, you consent that the law is good. And you not. 
Now then, it is no more I that do it, but the sin that dwells. You got to recognize what's in you. You got to come to grips what's in you and tell God, I need your deliverance. Did that make sense? Hmm. Eighteen verse says, "For I know that in me, that is, that's in your flesh, in your sinful nature, that we were birthed with from our ancestor Adam. You can't help it; it's birthed in you. You that means that you can't help it, and it's birthed in you. That means you and I need to be." Delivered. That is in my flesh dwelling what? No good thing for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. Now, if that don't tell you that you need God's help, I don't know what does. In order for you to perform that which is good, you need God's help because your flesh will not allow you to do it. Amen. For the good that I would do, not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Lord, it, 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 it's easier for you to do what your flesh wants you to do because what? Guess what? You've been with it for 40, 50, or 60 years. Come on, somebody. And guess what? Your flesh knows everything about you. But the good that you would do, you just come into knowing what the good of God is and what the good that God requires, and we're still battling with it. That's why we need deliverance. Because you in a war. You in a war against the spirit and against the flesh. Your flesh is warring with your spirit. Your flesh is warring against you doing right. Amen. Now, if I do that, I would not. It's no more I that do it. But the sin that dwelleth in me is not the inner man, it's the sin in the inner man. Oh, Lord. It's the sin that you've been living with for 30, 40, 50, 60 years. And you think it's gone. It ain't gone. Just right. And in a moment's notice, you'll go back. If you don't lean and depend on God at a moment's notice, you will return to your vomit. Amen. So now you can get a better understanding why you need God's deliverance on a daily basis. Come on, somebody. You need God to keep you. You need to tell God, keep me. God, come. don't let me go back. Keep me. Deliver me, God, from me. Amen. Oh, I know 
Some of you probably perfect. Don't need God to do nothing. But guess what? If you in the house, you just lied to your own self. Come on now. You bit off what the devil wanted you to chew. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Come on now. What was the next verse at? I find in a law that when I would do good, evil, huh? When you want to do the right thing, evil is always running neck and neck trying to keep you from doing what God would have you to do. Huh? When I would do good. So I find in me that law the rules of actions of my beings that rule the actions of your flesh. That when I want to do what God said do, evil is present with me, say you don't have to do it right now. <laughs> the devil always want to tell you you don't have to do it right now, Rome. Put it off to another day. Amen. Until you fool around and that another day don't come. And you caught off from under the ark of safety. You caught out of the presence of the living God. It's a trap, people. Amen. You don't do nothing that Lord deliver me from the trap that is set for me. Amen. 22nd verse says, I delight in the law of God after the enemy. Your soul want to be, if you don't want to be, your soul want to be saved. Your soul is telling God, can I put it in plain English? Look what this fool is doing to me. Save me from him, God. Your soul is crying out to God, save me from him. Because if you don't save me from him, he going to send us to hell. Wow. And you know it's sad that we'll sit up in the house of God and, we'll make, and your flesh will make your soul be quiet. <laughs> huh? Your soul... Your flesh would make your soul be quiet from calling out to God to deliver me from this flesh. Ah. Next verse says, But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity of the law of sin, which is in my members. You are captured by your flesh. And it works on your mind. And we sit in the house of God and we don't allow our mind to be free in God. So we stay in captivity. Mm. When we know that we ought to be crying out to God, we'll hush up in the house of God. But then that's where your freedom 
That's where your breakthrough was. That's where your deliverance was in the house of God. Then you get in your car going home and you want God to perform something for you and it ain't happening. You was in the place to get your deliverance. But because your flesh wanted your soul to be quiet, you didn't get delivered. Now you want God to do it privately when you're on your way home. Come on, somebody. Your deliverance is in the house. Come on, somebody. When Jesus came out of the wilderness, he went straight to the house. And he told everybody what he came to do in the house. But some of them flesh didn't want what God had for them. And they decided to try to push him over the cliff. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Going to push the thing that came to deliver them out of their life. Sometimes we act like we be trying to push God out. When God came to deliver us. Amen. 24 verse says. For all wretched man. You got to recognize who you are. You got to recognize your state of being in front of the presence of God. All wretched man. He didn't. Paul did not put no stars on his shoulder or on his back. Come on now. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Your flesh is going to die. Oh, can I tell you something? Some of us are going to be a fool and let our soul die with it. Your flesh is going to die, but your soul don't have to. Come on now. But if we continue to listen to our flesh, we're going to cause death to our soul. They call it craving. Uh, you have to watch what your flesh craves for. If you pay attention to the craving, you will answer the call of your flesh. And your soul will be saying, well, Lord, here we go again. Come on, somebody. Your, I'm, I'm, your soul don't want to go the same place your flesh is going. You need to understand that. Your soul wants deliverance. Because you know what? Your soul understands the fact that it's got to go back and stand before God and give account of what you made it do in the flesh. So now you might better understand why your soul won't leave you. Because your soul don't want you to get it down. Amen. Why you say that? Because we got a tendency of paying more attention to what our fleshly desires are than our spirit man needs. So, who going to deliver me? <laughs> That's the question that should be asked. Who going to deliver me from this body of death. 25th verse said, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with my flesh, the law. You see the two folks that's in you. Huh? One desired to serve God, and the other one desired to serve sin. That ought to tell you, God, I need deliverance. God, who going to deliver me from this death? Because if you're serving your flesh, it means death. Amen. Amen. Your flesh is sold into slavery under sin. Your own nature. It seeks to rebel and to be independent of God. Y'all, 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 you know y'all been there. You always want to be your own man. You want to go by your own rules. You want to call your own shots. Come on, somebody. Regardless of what you may have heard from God, you still want to do your own thing. Christians struggle with sin fighting in their own strength. That's why we struggle, because we think that we can whoop sin. Baby, you can, if you could have whooped it, you'd have whooped it 40, 50, 60 years ago. You'd have never got in it if you had the strength to whoop it. Come on now. Knowledge is not the answer, but understanding of the truth lets us know we are doomed without God's help. Because you know what the word of God said is not your answer. Doing what the word of God said is your answer. Self-determination doesn't succeed. Becoming a Christian does not stamp out all sin and temptation. But being born again to become like Christ is a lifelong process. It don't happen overnight. It's a, you a working process. You are a working process trying to make it in. But you need to tell God, God, since I recognize that I am a working process, God, help me kill off these little foxes that's trying to spoil my vine. Come on now. You grow in the garden or you grow in flowers, you got to get the right pesticides to kill off them little insects so that you either can produce fruit or flowers or whatever vegetables or whatever you got planted. You first got to fight off them little insects. Am I right about it? You got to find out, you got to help God, get God to help you get the right thing to fight off them little foxes in your life. Romans chapter 8 verses 1 says there is no, no condemnation to them which are in Christ who walk not after what? But after the spirit. You got to make a decision which direction you're going to head. If you're going to continue to walk after your flesh then there is some condemnation. But there is no condemnation to them that walk after Christ Jesus. Right. Second verse says. 
For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin. Christ came and brought you freedom. It's up to you to stay out of the shackles. Come on now. He did not come and make you free to keep doing what we were doing. That is to put shackles back on your own self. Come on, somebody. Too many uh, church members or church-going people think that we can continue in sin and still go to church and be saved. We all thought that, didn't we? A deception straight from hell. The devil was fooling us. Come on, somebody. So you got to stay free. Whom God has free is free indeed. You got to stay free in Christ Jesus. Come on now. Third verse says, But what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. You could not perform the law by your flesh because we had too many I can't help it. You know what the word of God said, thou shall not, but we still did what thou shall not. So what happened? God had sent us some help. So God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for the sin condemned sin in the flesh. God had to send us some deliverance. Amen. God sent his son in the likeness of sinful flesh, not in sin, but in the light. Your flesh is in sin. So God had to send someone like you to deliver you. Lord have mercy. The fourth verse says that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled. Who walk not after the flesh but after the fulfillment of the law had to be done. Somebody had to fulfill the law. If no one was able to fulfill the law, salvation would not have stopped at your house. Come on, somebody. Somebody had to be able to say, Lord, I did it. I did what you said couldn't be done in the flesh. Jesus had to do it. Amen. So since he did it, for everybody that was in the flesh, you had an opportunity to be saved. You had an opportunity to be clean. You had an opportunity to be washed. Amen. And given a brand new start. Amen. Fifth verse says, For, for they that are after the flesh do mine is he right about that? They that are after 
the flesh mind the things of sin. Come on now. Because guess what? Sin tastes good to our flesh. And we are very mindful of it. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the... You got to keep your mind on God to be in God. Huh? You can't just put God on your mind on Sunday morning. You got to keep God on your mind to stay in God. If you let your mind stay on for God, it's going somewhere else. And wherever it goes, it's going to take you. Come on now. Sixth verse said, For to be calm minded is death. Which one of you want? So you got to get your mind off of carnality then. Huh? Come on now. Because to be carnal minded is death. It's going to lead you down the pathway of destruction. Because that's where God brought us from, from a carnal mind. Come on, somebody. Oh, our mind was on doing everything that we thought we was big enough and bad enough to do. And anytime we got ready to do it. And whatever we can get away with doing. That's what our mindset was. Come on now. Even down to where, it, the, to make a quick book, didn't make no difference whether right or wrong. If we saw the place that we could make it, Jane, we was going to make it. Our carnal mind kept us there. So we was unable to please God. But when we became spiritually minded, oh, it said when we became spiritually minded, then God gave us life and peace. You mean to tell me that if you look at that Passed a scripture there for 40, 50, 60 years. We were dead men walking. Amen. And then God turned this thing around and gave us life and gave us peace. Wow. You didn't know peace till you knew God. Huh? You didn't know peace till you knew God because you were stressed out, depressed about this or that, one thing or another. Couldn't get your mind together. Couldn't get your life together. Amen. Till God stepped in. Wow. Because, seven verse, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Your carnal mind cannot be saved. It don't know how to be saved. It has no idea of wanting to be saved. Come on now. Talk to some of your friends that's out there that don't know God. First thing they tell you, don't come here with that. 
I don't want to hear that. <laughs> you remember them days on your road? I don't want to hear nothing about that. Come on now. But get to talking about something juicy. <laughs> Pull up a seat. Come on now. But get to talking about God. I don't want to hear that. Don't want to hear. Your flesh do not want to hear the very thing that came to save you from you. Amen. I, I, I listen at that song sometimes on my pan, 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 whatever it is, my Pandora. And when it pop up, it always hits me right here. And that song is, Lord, deliver me. Because all I seem to do is hurt me. Amen. All I ever do, Lord, is hurt me. And then the narrator, he goes on and said, If my people that are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways and pray, then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. Then the songwriter said, this is my exodus. Time for me to leave. Time for me to get out. You got to get out when God gives you a room to get out. This is my exodus. Meaning your departure out of your Egypt experience is here. God deliver me. Oh, have mercy. Too, too often we trying to go back to Egypt. Instead of trying to exit it, we trying to go back. Ooh. Mm. I love hearing that song. This is my exodus. <laughs> this is my departure. Come on now. You got to let God deliver you before you can depart out of Egypt. Amen. Did we finish that? We got one more in there. What verse we on? Eight. Let's get going. So then they that are in the flesh. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that you can't even get a a audience with God when you're in your flesh? You can't even get God to pay attention to you? All these folks that think that they know God and that God paying attention to them, you know what's happening? They listening to another God. They are listening to another spirit that has deceived them and told them that they're hearing from God. But God said in his word that if you are operating out of your flesh, I don't even pay attention to you because you can't please me. I can't get no pleasure out of you. We got to start allowing God to get some pleasure out of us. Come on now. You, 
you breaking down and busting your knees and crying your eyes so they swell up by folks that don't want to know God and God had already told you they can't please me. You just want to get up off your knees. And I know, I know we do it because the prophet did it. Samuel did it and God told Samuel, stop crying after me. Get up off your knees. I done rejected Saul. Ain't no point you keep crying after me for Saul. Because I don't hear you. And there's one thing that you don't want to do. You don't want to anger God by keep crying out to God of folks that don't want God. And make God mad at you. You can't make God mad at you by keep hooping and hollering to him by folks that don't want to know him. My heart just bleeds more than your heart going to bleed. You better get on track with God. Come on now. That's why he keeps constantly trying to tell you save yourself from this own toward generation. You got to get God to deliver you from you. You started trying to get God to deliver somebody else and you still need deliverance. You got some little foxes that you need to be working on. <laughs> I'm trying to work on Pastor Turner's storage building in my house falling in. You got to work on your house. Get your house in order. Because you surely going to die. Ninth verse says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. So if be the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is. Come on now, you keep trying to get God to go in somebody else's house. And say somebody else that don't belong to him. Somebody that he have not drawn. Because if God draw them, then he'll send you to them. We want to make God take folks. You can't make God take none of your kin folks. Come on, somebody. They got to want God. God said, if they ain't got my spirit, they ain't none of mine. You better keep the spirit of God alive in you. Or you become none of his. If Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is alive because of righteousness. So if Christ is in us, we got to let this body die to sin. And if we don't let it die to sin, then we don't have the spirit of life. Whoa. Die, old man, die. Huh? That's what we got to tell ourselves. Die, old man, die. Come on, somebody. If you ain't got a, enough taste of sin by now, 
you could have died like a fool died. Amen. <laughs> it's bad when you get caught up out there and can't recognize you old instead of trying to live like you young. The world ain't making a fool out of you. You're making a fool out of your own self. Come on, somebody. 11 verse says, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwell. I don't know if you plan on being quickening. Come on now. I ain't talking about quick to run out the door. I don't know whether you want Christ to come back and quicken you and change you in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. Because when that moment come, if the dead cats, the lump foxes, and all them other stuff is still in your storage area, you won't get quickened. Now is the time. Uh, you know how it is. We wait till what? Probably around about the month of May. We start calling it spring cleaning. Baby, you better start cleaning in January. Come on, somebody. You need a winterize. Huh? Don't wait to spring. You need to winterize right now. Come on, somebody. 12th verse says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live. You're not debtor to keep living to your flesh if you know Jesus Christ. Come on now. It's time to tell the devil, get thee behind me. For if you live after the flesh, he tell you, you shall die. And you know what he's talking about? He's not talking about your flesh. You're going to die spiritually. It's already required for you to die once in the flesh. But then comes the judgment. Come on, somebody. I don't know if you plan on dying in eternally. But there is an eternal death that waits on the soul that did not please God. Wow. Let that sink in. There is an eternal death to the soul that does not please God. And if you don't do something about it now, you might not get it done. Deliver me, Lord. <laughs> huh? Because all that seen, all I do is hurt me. You only hurt you. 
Come on, somebody. You are the one that will keep you from going. Ain't nobody blaming on somebody else. It's going to be you. Amen. Because you know what God going to tell you? Well, Lord, so-and-so did this. To God said, I gave you the ability to walk away. You chose to stay there and fight. Come on. Ain't we been there? Uh, sometimes it gets hard to walk away down the road. But you got to turn around and walk away. You got to let it go. And that's what people find it so hard to do is to let it go. Folks going to die and go to hell because they can't let it go. Amen. What's the next verse? 13. What does it say? For if you live after the flesh, spirit do modify the deeds of the body you got to modify the deeds that you do right now this is a right now thing you need to make some modification in your life in order for you to live hmm Modify means you got to change it. Uh, you got to make some alterations. Come on, somebody. You, 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 you got to make some alterations that you are different from where you used to be. Come on, somebody. If you don't make these alterations in the body now, you cannot live forever. Wow. That ought to give us a more of a view what it's going to take for us to live for Because I hope that we all attend the house of God trying to come into the presence of God because the fact of the matter is we want to live forever. I want to live forever. Ain't, ain't no point in us going to church day in and day out and then still bust hell wide open. For the simple fact that we failed to please God. Because we studied cater to our flesh and, 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 and we cater to our flesh and our flesh could not please God. So therefore, we failed to please God. So we decided that we wanted to bust hell wide open. Because we made no effort to do no modification. 14 verse said, For as many led by the Spirit of God, they, wait a minute. So, God has got to be prevalent in our life and leading us for us to be called his son. Ain't that what it said? So if the spirit of God. Which is the Holy Ghost. Is not in charge. Then we're not sons. Uh oh. 
And all of a sudden, everybody on the search for the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, you in charge of me? Are you leading me? Huh? 